So, um, for the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, we've been, well, last number of weeks, we've been on a series called The Goodness of God. And Pastor uh, Doug, uh, I think, preached most of those messages or whatever. So I think I'm on the last one uh, for the goodness of God. So as we kind of jump into it this morning, um, I kind of was kind of thinking about what is the goodness of God? What is it to me? And um, uh, yeah, I just kind of want to kind of walk through that a bit. Um, so what is the goodness of God? So Ephesians 1 verse uh, one, uh, Ephesians 1, verse 4 to 5, it says, Even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as, as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purposes of his will. I, when I think of the goodness of God, I just think about that. Even before the foundations of the world, God knew you already. He's seen who you were, and he prepared a plan. He knew what was going to happen. He wasn't surprised when we fell and we sinned, uh, but he already had a plan in mind for what he was going to do to bring us back to himself. So even before the foundations of the world, he predestined you. And sometimes uh, people maybe trip up a little bit about this uh, word called predestined, and I think it's a little bit like this. Uh, you know, uh, maybe the question people are asking, well, if it's predestined, I don't have a choice in it. God, you know, uh, will, I'm either saved or not saved. Well, the way I think of it is in, in just like in John fifteen five, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I think it's one of those things is, uh, if you remain in me, so it's, it's a choice to us. He's prepared the grounds. He's prepared. He, Jesus came to the cross for us. And we still have to choose him. So I think that is the predestined. We are predestined, but we still have a choice in the matter. We have, still have a choice in the matter to, to step forward and accept his, his uh, plan that he has for us. So I think, uh, you know, he qualified us, right, through Jesus Christ on the cross. So... I want to share a little bit of like uh, maybe God's journey in my life um, as I've walked with him. Um, for those maybe you don't know me or whatever, uh, maybe I've shared the story before, but I grew up in Mexico until I was about 11 years old. And we came to Alberta um, and we started our new life here. But as I, I grew up in, in Mexico... Um, I just remember as a child, uh, you know, there was many things. Uh, um, my family had financial issues and so on, uh, constant stresses on that. So as a kid, I remember I maybe worried about things that I maybe shouldn't worry about. You know, even as at six, seven, eight years old, I remember just deeply worried about what was going to happen to our family and what, uh, you know, how we were going to make it and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and one burden that I consistently had uh, was that my my family would be saved. Uh, the church that we that my parents went to at the time, um, it the way they believed was that uh, you did not know if you were going to be saved. There might be a faint chance. Uh, you know, you should do everything possible, uh, but you don't know. You don't know until that final day. Uh, when you maybe come before God, you maybe, maybe have a possibility. Chances are very low, but you might have a possibility. 
And so I remember as a, as a kid, uh, always being very sensitive to that, that God, um, you know, that God would save our family. And I had uh, always consistently, I prayed. I didn't, know, I didn't have a relationship with him. I didn't know who he was, but I, I did have the awareness that there was a God. There was somebody there that uh, at, the end of day, at the end of time, we would have to give an account to. And, you know, all over the years, I, I have prayed, even into my teenage years, I had a deep burden for, for my family and, and, well, even for myself, that we would be saved in some way. And it's amazing what God does uh, through that. Even though, you know, I, was, I didn't know who he was, I believe that he heard my prayers and he, he uh, answered those prayers. Um, you know, through my life, I had the chance, the privilege to meet my wife and I started going to church with her, and, and I came to faith in, in Jesus. I went through Alpha program and all these things uh, through my life. And through the process, uh, I came to a point where I had to give up that burden for my family because I still had a... It wasn't a, a burden from God. I think it was a burden from the enemy that, you know, my family wasn't going to be saved. And as I, I gave that burden over to him, uh, I really felt the Holy Spirit tell me that he was going to go... You know, he's going to save the, my family. He was going to bring each one of them to, to Christ. And, you know, today I have uh, many of my brothers and sisters are following him and walking in his, uh, his presence. And what a privilege. Uh, there's still a few that are not there yet. And, you know, even my, my parents as well. Uh, but every once in a while I see a, a glimmer of hope. I see that God is still working there. God is still uh, pulling them through. So when I think of the goodness of God, I think of what, what he is doing in my life and, and my family's life, and even on my, my personal family, my immediate family. Uh, you know, I have had the privilege of me uh, leading each one of my kids to Christ. So I just think, man, the goodness of God, how good he is. And like we sang this morning, he is always working. He is continually working. And uh, we need to continue to, of course, uh, lift up people in our lives uh, to him so that he will draw them. Because it says in his word that it is only by the power of the Holy Spirit that people are drawn to himself, right? So it says in Romans 4, verse 8, Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. So God is, is continuing to draw people. And what a blessing it is that we don't have to have our sins counted against us as we walk with him. So what holds us back from experiencing this goodness? Um, the thing is, in this life, God's goodness is still there. You know, we might not enjoy it, we might not experience it, but God's goodness is there. It's always there. But I think it sometimes gets covered up by the things of this world and, you know, distractions uh, that are all around us. In 1 John 2, verse 16, it says, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life come not from the Father, but from the world. There is, and you don't have to look far, and you know, I have to sometimes look in myself even, to see the lust of the flesh, the, uh, the pride of life, all these things. We want to build ourselves up into something uh, that is not of God, that is of this world. And so I think we need to be mindful that as we, as we go through how are we staying mindful of him and what he's doing, right? He has, a, he has a path for us. He has a way for us. 
One other thing could be maybe uh, trouble, uh, troubles that you're facing, maybe fear. Uh, you know, if, if you turn on the news, which I haven't watched news in a very long time, but, uh, you know, it's something that it's constantly focusing on the negative, right? Because negative sells, not necessarily positive, right? And so you have a lot of negative getting spewed out, uh, wars or rumors of wars, uh, sickness, uh, you know, we can all attest to that over the last couple of years. Uh, the fear of being sick, the fear of getting sick, all these things uh, were heightened to a level where they should never be, right? Uh, we still live under God's grace. We still live in his presence, right? We still, uh, we still need to depend on him for our, our very lives. Or like I was talking about financial, you know, many things, uh, our finances, and you know as well as I do, the world keeps costing more and more, and you keep making less and less, right? That's how it always feels. <laughs> but, you know, there's always the worries of the world. But, uh, you know, the Father promises that he will take care of us, right? He, if, as long as we depend on him, he will bring the things into our lives that we need uh, at, at that particular time. In 1 John four eighteen, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So as we come continually into his presence, we are continuing to be perfected in his love. We're continuing to experience his love. And fear starts driving out of us as we start depending, keep depending on him and his Holy Spirit. Mark 4, verse 40 says, He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? So it is a faith, right? We need to have faith that he is going to work through us. Um, I know some of the things that, uh, you know, as I started walking with, uh, with God, um, one of the things uh, was always shame. Uh, and, you know, the enemy's pretty good at that. Uh, first, temptation. Then you, you might get into something that you shouldn't. And then he comes right back around on the other side and says, starts accusing you of what, he, what you've done, right? So... You know, and I've seen many people that way, uh, just purely because of shame, they will not come back to the Father. They will not come back to repent because they feel like, I should be better. I should, I should know better. Um, you know, it's one of those things this morning that, uh, you know, I think we need to really get, uh, we need to run to Him. Our instincts tell us otherwise when we maybe sin, but we need to run to Him. And we need to just say, God, I, I messed up, I, I went the wrong way, I, I did this, I did that, and just let, leave it there at the cross. We can have full confidence that he, again, will take that burden off of us, and we're able to walk with him in freedom, right? So, um, so the one thing I was going to say, um, uh, our... Yolanda just had a promise on the mirror for the last little bit, and one of the things that stuck out on, on there was, uh, God is not angry with us. Your identity in Christ is overcomer, born of God, child of the King. So we are overcomers. So we need to make sure that we're not, uh, that we know that, and that we continue to remind ourselves in, in those promises. You know, like if you find, a, if you, there's something that you're having a hard time with, uh, that is something to do. I know we got Leon Fontaine's book, uh, The Promises, and you just kind of go through them uh, week by week, and you hang them on your mirror, do whatever you need to do to get God's word into you, the truth of God, so that you can walk out your life. Amen. Luke 21, verse 34, it says, Be careful that you never allow your hearts to grow cold. 
Be careful that you are not caught off guard or your hearts will be weighed down with the carousing drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that that day will come upon you suddenly like a trap. Don't let, let me come and find you drunk or living carelessly like everyone else. So in... Uh, I can just attest that to myself, uh, how easy that is, that God's love, uh, God's uh, joy starts growing cold in us uh, when, we, when we don't continually come before him and his presence. So um, one thing, uh, one other thing that I maybe that might hold you back is uh, Qualification. Uh, you know, sometimes we come, hey, I'm not qualified for that. I'm not qualified to pray for that person. I'm not qualified to do that. I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm just me. I, I, I can't. I have too many shortcomings. And 1 Corinthians uh, 1, verse 26 to 31, it says, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to the worldly standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even the things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. We, our boasting needs to continually be in the Lord. And, you know, I'm so guilty of that, that sometimes we want to walk out of our own uh, power, our own strength. And, you know, uh, even ministering, or sometimes coming up here, you're kind of, you think to yourself, like, what, why am I qualified to do this? I can tell you the only, the only reason is because of the Spirit of God. And each one of us uh, carries the Spirit of God. Can you imagine that? We have all wisdom, all knowledge. All, that is in us. Christ is in us. And the thing is, how do we get ourselves out of the way? How do we get ourselves out of the way so that He can actually work and, and flow through us? Because I, all around us, there's people that are hurting, people that need a word from God. But we are in our own way. We're not letting the God flow through us and work through us. So, um, this is not up on the screen there, but it, uh, I have a quote here from Smith Wigglesworth. It says, It is better to live ready than to get ready. There is nothing impossible with God. All the impossibilities with us when, are with us when we measure God by the limitations of our unbelief. God has privileged us in Christ Jesus to live above the ordinary human plane of life. We are to live above the ordinary plane of human life. All, you know, all sicknesses, all the, the, the things of this world are not to be a part of us. We are to be free. We are able to walk in freedom. But how often are we walking in the same, the same uh, troubles that the world is walking in? And I can tell you, the only reason that is, is because we are not walking with him in close, in close fellowship. Because those things should fall off of us as we continue to draw near and near to him. So, John 3, um, 
Third John uh, 1 verse 11 says, Beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. So let us imitate good. Let us continue to walk with him. So how do we walk in the, in, with God and experience his goodness in our lives? How do we make it real? How do we make it uh, uh, something that uh, we can actually walk out? Um, Henry Backerby says, as if, as I follow Jesus one day at a time, he will keep in the, keep me in the center of God's will. And how true that is, that it, it comes down to our daily, daily walk with him, our daily, uh, things that we do in him. Um, you know, some of those things could be prayer. Uh, that's something that we need to connect daily with, with him. And I can just honestly say, if, if prayer is something that you don't know how to do it, what to do, all you're trying to do is talk to God. And I, I find that sometimes people are fearful because they think that we have to have these, these big words, we have to have all the stuff, all this. No, God just wants, to come, want us, wants us to come before him with a, with a soft heart and just wants us to tell you know, him what we are dealing with and what also ask him how he can work through us, right? So it's not on a special way. Uh, we don't need to be qualified in some way. Uh, and maybe it's, it's just something that uh, you just have a hard time doing because when you sit down, there's all these distractions. And I know I shared this last time already. But get outside. Go for a walk. I've, I've done this consistently. I do this on a weekly basis. I go for a walk, and, and I try to always... Do it somewhere where it's quiet, uh, you know, there's uh, nature around, there's uh, trees and so on. Uh, but I, man, I feel like such a, there's such a peace there, uh, just talking, walking, and praying to God and walking with Him. So sometimes we need to mix things up. Mother Teresa says, said, uh, we need to find God and He cannot be found in the noise and restlessness. God is, is the friend of silence. See how nature, trees, flowers, grass grows in silence. See the stars, the moon, and the sun, how they move in silence. We need silence to be able to touch souls. We need silence to be able to touch souls. And uh, which one you you guys know that what we, as we draw near to God, we want to share that with others, right? And so it comes out of silence that we're able to get out of God's way and able to let him flow through us. The other one is uh, reading God's word. And, you know, maybe one of the things is we need to have a consistent uh, diet of the word. We need to have consistently take in the word of God. Uh, whether that's audio, uh, I, I'm going through an audio uh, a plan right now. And the, I always actually do this on the way, I, dropping the kids off. I'll put... Uh, put it on or whatever it goes through uh, goes through a proverbs goes through a psalms new testament old testament and but it's a great time the girls already know boom we get in the car we're going to listen to the bible on the way to uh they seem to like it i think so <laughs> so uh you know do it wherever you can uh if you have to do it auto uh, in audio bible then do an audio bible uh, I also do read the Bible as well in the morning, but you know, do what you can to get the Word of God in you. 
Because uh, he says in his word that he will bring, the Holy Spirit will bring it to our remembrance, the things that, that we read, the things that we uh, hear in the word. He brings that back up again and says, this is what my word says. And uh, you know, the one thing is when the Holy Spirit brings that up and he can point you to the word of God, uh, you know that you can stand on that truth, right? It's not our own imagination. It's not our own thoughts, but it is the word of God, right? So the word, we need to take it in consistently and continually every day. Um, Going to church, uh, I just think, you know, for me, this is not an option. I don't have an option. Oh, I I don't feel like going to church today. No, I I go to church. I go to church. Um, I help out. I do what I... Uh, I'm not here to just be served. I'm also serving. I'm finding ways where can I, can I lend a hand, right? And so I think, you know, for all of us, we are a body. That's what it says in the Word of God. We are a body. And the body has many different parts. And so the thing is, I can't do what you can do. I can't say that word to that person. That is what you can do. And the thing is, we need to come before him and we need to actually get into a place where we're able to really find where is our place? What does God have for me? Because I can tell you, every single one of you guys, God has a plan. God has a, has a place in the church where you are to serve, where you are to encourage somebody, where you are able to walk with beside somebody, right? So we all have, uh, you know, a place uh, in the church where we need to serve and, and be and to minister to others. One other one is a small group. Uh, you know, it's one of the things, uh, and, uh, you know, to be in a small group. Uh, man, it is just fantastic. I mean, we just last week, again, you know, we're, we're getting together and, and you get around and you're able to share your struggles uh, that you have through the week. And you talk with each other and, and we're able to, you know, work through some things and, and put it into prayer and be held accountable, maybe on things that we want to grow in or whatever that may be. But what uh, I think, you know, as we start walking with God, we also need to make sure that our, our actions start changing too. Uh, you know, when we, we need to keep, surround ourselves with people that are like-minded, right? People that are, are going for the same thing that we that we're want to go for, right? So it says, uh, John 14, verse 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. So that's just what I've talked about before already. Second um, Thessalonians 3, verse 3, it says, The Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against evil, the evil one. And I, and I yeah, amen, eh? I, I think... That is one of the things uh, I think we have to also be wise in the world. So as we start going to church, you know, as we become a new believer, we get into the church, we get into a small group, we surround ourselves with people that are able to speak into our lives. And I think God, you know, I was really struck by this scripture that God, yes, he, he will protect us, but we also shouldn't go into the places where we're not strong enough to withstand things, right? We need to be in the church. We need to be in a place where God is able to surround us with people that are able to encourage us, they're able to strengthen us, are able to hold us up when we need to be held up, right? So, I've maybe, uh, maybe uh, said this before, um, 
I, I was going through a study called Experiencing God. I just want to share the seven realities of experiencing God again. Uh, I just thought that was so fitting uh, with what we're talking about here today. Number one, God is always at work around you. He's always working. Like we sang this morning, he's always working. Uh, number two, God pursues a continuing love relationship with you that is real and personal. So it's not impersonal, it's personal. It is your daily walk with him. It's your connection with him. He wants a deep relationship with you. Number three, God invites you to become involved with him in his work. So it's not just us enjoying his relationship, but he also, he's working. He's always working. Again, like we sang this morning, he is always working all around us. Whether you see it or not, God is at work. And he wants us to join in that work. He wants us to be a part of that. So he invites us to be a part of that work. And as we draw near to him, he will show us actually where he's working. Number four, God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, prayer, circumstances, and the church to reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways. It's all those combination of things that God will show you the path that he has for you. Number five, God's invitation for you to work with him always leads you to a crisis of belief that requires faith and action. That sounds kind of scary, doesn't it? That sounds kind of scary that, uh, you know, it leads to a crisis of belief. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, you can just imagine you're going with the world. You're going along the same route that the rest of the world's going on. Is God traveling the same route that the rest of the world's traveling on? No. He's going the opposite direction. So, is it hard to believe that we will face a crisis of belief? No, probably not, right? Because if we want to go with him, we have to go a different direction than the world is going. So that is the crisis. That's the crisis of belief. Do I want to go with God or do I want to keep going with the world? And number six... You must make major adjustments in your life to join God in what he is doing. So again, we're coming to the same thing. We make major adjustments. And we touched on it a little bit before. I, me personally, I had to give up friends. I I tried to keep them for a period of time as I started in my new walk with him. But I found myself in situations that I did not want to be in anymore because they were still going with the world. And I was not strong enough as a believer to, t- to tell them any different or to teach them any different way. So I had to leave some of those friends behind so that I could walk with him. And that will be the same thing that you will be required of. That you will have to walk a different way. And number seven, you come to know God by experience as you obey him and he accomplishes his work through you. We come to know God by experience. So this is not just knowing about God, but this is actually us walking with him. We, kn- we start knowing him by experience. So Psalm 34, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So today, as, uh, as we come to the end here, I, you know, I, th- I hope that you can truly see that it is, we also have to step forward to experience his goodness and his grace. And I can tell you, he is right there. He is right there waiting for us to actually finally change our mind to walk in a different way. So I hope it is truly so that uh, 
Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. So let's take us our refuge in him. So that brings us uh, to the end here. Uh, just want to, as we get into prayer, I uh, want to leave an opportunity maybe for anybody that, uh, that is maybe wants to get uh, in or wants to join God or wants to leave their life behind and follow him. Uh, I'll, I'll have a time there where I'll lead you through a prayer. So join me in a prayer for a minute. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, because you are good. You've been good to us, Heavenly Father. Your grace is sufficient, Heavenly Father, uh, for us, Lord, in all that we do. So I just pray that this morning, uh, may it be your word that penetrated the hearts and minds of those that are here, Father. I pray that your Holy Spirit truly bring to remembrance uh, your word and what you have spoken, Heavenly Father. I pray that you're with each person that is here today, Lord God, that you are walking with them, Lord, that you are empowering them uh, in, in, in walking that, that steps of faith out, Heavenly Father. So I just want to pray right now, Lord God, for any of those that are maybe at that point where they say, hey, I want to, I want to choose uh, Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. So if that is you this morning, I just, uh, just join me in a prayer right now. Just join me, follow along, and I'll say the simple prayer for you to accept him as Lord and Savior. Just say right now, God, please forgive me for all that I have done wrong. I believe in you. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus, to, to set me free. I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. From now on, I am following you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can have the power to change for the rest of my life. Amen.